Hello and welcome to the Movies and a Podcast. I always said the AM Filmmaking Podcast, but then I remembered I changed my bloody name. Um, <laughs> um, and this is episode 29 and I am joined by oh, a good long-time friend of mine who I used to work with is uh, Jay. How are you doing, Jay? Hi there. I'm doing not too bad, thank you. How about you? I am not too bad. Um, it's obviously a new year um, yeah. and keeping these podcasts up, keeping me mentally sane, of course. Um, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year to you, buddy. Um, And obviously, like, today we are reviewing the second season of The Mandalorian. A very big season for uh, our Star Wars fans. Um, And I was trying to, like, see, you know, after I saw it, I went... We man, I gotta make a podcast out of this. I gotta make a podcast because <laughs> it's just ah, it's mind blowing. So it should be a good one today. But obviously, um, if you've got an interesting topic film that we should watch, get in touch with us on Instagram or Facebook. Be happy to uh, communicate. So Jay, um, we haven't talked in uh, months now. I think I know. let alone on a podcast. Yeah, like how, how are you doing? What, what's been happening? Um, I'm not doing too bad, actually. It's been all right. I mean, considering everything that is going on at the moment, I'm doing relatively well. I'm keeping myself going. I've got prospects ahead of me as best mm. as they can be in this uh, <laughs> in this climate. Um, but yeah, I'm not doing too bad. I'm, I'm I'm keeping myself going. It's been a good. I'm glad to be back. Don't get me wrong. I love mm-hmm. talking. To my, I love having a little podcast, as I say always. I love coming back on anytime you'll have me. So yeah. if there's more to come, I am always welcome to join. Amazing. And I've I've noticed uh, for the past couple of months, I've seen you start a new Twitch stream, if you oh, want to elaborate. Yes, yes, yes. Well, obviously, with this whole thing going on at the moment, I thought I'd, I'd occupy myself with some time while I'm at home. So I've got myself up on Twitch and just playing a few games when I can and just, yeah, just moping around. Um, so, yeah, mm. it's been pretty nice. Awesome. So what are your favourite games? Uh, I see you've got Warzone you've been playing now. I am, um, yeah. So I've been on a bit of a collective with a, a few friends of mine on the internet and we've been on a bit of Warzone. Also do a bit of uh, Apex, so obviously that mm-hmm. whole uh, BR element. But I've recently gone on to play some Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I'm actually quite ah. intrigued with. So I'm getting that uh, fixed for myself as well. I was originally playing Cyberpunk, but obviously because of the uh, disastrous launch and the unplayability of the game, I'm having to take a pause on that until they fix mm-hmm. it up. So I'm back on um, uh, Valhalla for a bit. So it's been pretty cool. Pretty cool. Amazing. I'm back on it today, hopefully, fingers crossed. I've only just got past the prologue, so I need to actually get on that game again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I noticed um, Archie who lives with us. Um, he's been playing that a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like a really addictive game. Um, but I'm, I've never been an Assassin's Creed fan. I've always like followed the trend. Um, you know, I'm I've, I'm even still playing uh, Among Us. On my little oh, tablet. Oh yes, a good Among Us game is always funny. Always good, especially now they they brought in a mod where there's a proximity chat. Yes. yes um. Yes where obviously when you get near someone you can hear them uh, really good fun to do if, if if you do have availability to that mod um but yeah it, you know if uh, i'll leave um i'll leave jay's uh twitch in in the description of this oh, yeah, video 
<laughs> if you want to check it out, <laughs> probably said something like, "Yeah, yeah." You could follow me at Twitch. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I remember it. Oh, it's just Jams nine nine two, I think. But, Jams nine nine two. You'll pop, you'll pop it in a link. It's yeah, yeah, I'll find it. it. I'll find it. It'll don't worry, don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want to check out all those uh, great videos, um, and if you like your streams, then he's the man to go to. Yeah, come join me. Of course, and here we are. So. Season two, um, yes. yes, so a year on from when season one was uh released and made, uh, we're on to the second one, and honestly, well, Jay, you're our guest. What, what, what is your first thoughts after watching this season? Okay, um, so after season one, where we finished off. I, mm-hmm. I remember having a good conversation with you and going over how much of um. Uh, how much of a really, really good season it was, and we we, we did a podcast. Remember? We did do. It. <laughs> I remember trying to explain to you how could they, how could they like one up it, mm. and I, there was nothing that I could possibly think of unless they were doing very specific things. Um, but they hit the nail on the head, and they have upped it up, and I cannot be more happier. Really, to be honest, mm. it is um one of the best star wars uh pieces of content to come out over the past couple of years like it's like one of the top top tier levels for definitely mm. lucasfilm and disney to send out this um tv series it's just they're, they're in the right direction in my opinion definitely in the right direction to all the fans I I 100% agree and I must say you know John Farrow he has done a madness I I think even there's been a lot of memes but one that sticks out is you know he 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 is good at reviving series and especially when Star Wars was really on the decline after the rise of Skywalker Mm -hmm. uh, Mandalorian was that one uh see one series that kept it alive as such and I think this season even if you're a diehard Star Wars fan or not, this one really ramps up of what Star Wars is all about. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, Filoni and Favreau have just been uh, an absolute mm. star for this whole... It feels like it's a new era. It feels really weird and feels mm. really strange to say it. But, like, going through and having the Skywalker saga, whatever your feelings about it, when it finished, it felt like there was a new beginning when it started with the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian mm. series. It felt something new was coming into Star Wars. And from in personal taste, I think it's in the right direction. And if they stay within this hemisphere, I think they can't go wrong for all the fans. Whether you are brand new to Star Wars and you started, whether it's sequels or whether you're original trilogy or even if you're prequel trilogy, wherever you are in the Star Wars fan base, if you join in, watch Mandalorian, you watch the Clone Wars, you watch these new kind of series that are coming out, I feel like you're, you, you, you're, you're not going to be able to disagree with any of the fans here. Everyone no. seems to have a really good time with the Star Wars content that's coming out at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I 100% agree. So if, if anyone's listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the season highly highly recommend like even if highly, what others highly recommend <laughs> honestly get 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 disney plus you could get three months for free i know if you're a third new yeah. member so so just just binge watch the whole two seasons uh honestly and even even in my facts when i was checking on imdb it, it, to date it still holds the highest rated episode of all time 
in TV history with a 9.9 out of 10. And you must guess which episode that's going to be, isn't it? Oh, of course, it's the last one. Yeah, chapter sixteen. But we'll we'll get on to we'll get on to spoilers. We, a bit yeah, as I say, we don't want to get to spoiler territory <laughs> yet. Do we? No, not at all. We, we'll 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 leak here. But here's your spoiler alert. If if you do not like spoilers, please just go and watch it, and then we're gonna rinse it out. But here we go. I mean, we've got a couple of questions here, uh-huh. um, and it has to be what what in this series or what in this se- uh, season has stood out the most. Do you, do you want to go straight to six, episode 16? <laughs> I mean, come on. We, we, we have to jump to that. Um, okay. The, the, okay. I don't know. I think you should say. Did you, you did you get, well, you, you, I got kind of Rogue One flashbacks. I did. You know, this, you know when uh, Darth Vader's just standing there with his mm-hmm. red, red lightsaber and it showed the best of him. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. now got the same for Luke Skywalker when he, comes in that single x-wing you go oh yeah it's a single x-wing oh shit yeah, it's, it's a wait. single x-wing i was like nah it can't be skywalker it uh-huh. can't be uh-huh. and he destroys all those dark troopers like that like that that was that was the pit that was the pinnacle of everything we've just gone through yeah and it, I just and and the fact that I've, i was reading it it's like it, it, it can't they they can't surely have the budget to make this and my god they did spending millions and millions just on those scenes to recreate a young mark hamill's face and yet they use mark hamill himself to use the obviously the rendering on that exactly yeah i i I don't know what to what to say really when it when it came on to screen and literally just watching and witnessing him just literally walking through waltzing through that base on the on the um what's it called the actual ship itself and just going through mm. all the way towards the ship's headquarters and i was just thinking this is the return of luke skywalker this is this is this is luke that we wanted to see since return of the jedi this is this is him we mm. wanted to see him at like master level like you know we wanted to see the pure luke skywalker and they did it and they did mm. it. They did it so beautifully. Like they mm. were showing literally everything. And as you said, it mirrors so much. So to the point where it was like a reflection of seeing Darth Vader at his prominent level. Because we were always after you know after Return of the Jedi and after Empire Strikes Back, seeing those lightsaber battles, you're like, oh, I want to see more of you know mm. these two being like absolute like badasses. And you get to see it. You saw it in Rogue One with Darth Vader and we got to see it Luke Skywalker here in mm. the Mandalorian it's just beautifully executed and it worked they just did so well with it and like mm. you say that just that lightsaber turning on as and just seeing that with Darth Vader and the same replication happening as he walks through with the lightsaber green lightsaber in his hand that was just oh it was it's, icing it's, it's I, th- I think what yeah exactly what 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 really ma- makes it great is because it's not cheesy like when you when you look at the uh the recent new trilogy it's so cheesy you could smell it like if you're sat in that cinema when when i was sitting with you and seeing rise of skywalker i could honestly smell cheese like i so (laughs) someone's god wrap it away man like i I know it's it's matured a bit isn't it but watching this it it didn't feel cheesy it didn't feel cringy worthy It, it felt right it felt like 
this is what we needed. It was it was teasing us enough, and this is exactly what we want. Rather yeah. than yeah, it, rather than in like the new trilogy where everything's just thrown in there just because they can. Oh, yeah. do you want a new robot? Here's a new robot. Oh, do you want a Star Wars reference? Here's a Star Wars reference. This it just trickles it in, exactly. what bit by bit. It felt like the heart of Star Wars, not a mm. not a a copy and paste. It felt like it had its own it had its own heart. It 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 didn't deter away from what you knew of Star Wars. What I felt with again, this is personally again, don't get me wrong, I do like elements in the sequel trilogy, though it's not my favourite mm-hmm. trilogy. It there was it, it felt like it was trying to live up to standards of Star Wars, but take it in such a drastic, a p- d- d- drastic um, direction, just to get a flair or a whim or a just a, a reaction of some sort. Mm. Where you, for me, what Star Wars is is about staying true to the heart of what the original trilogy had, and mm. that was what was brought back in the Mandalorian. You could feel like there was a story. You're going to live through this story. You're going to see the elements of everything. For example, even just thinking about just about think of family as a as a theme, right? Star Wars is filled with family, right? Mandalorian brings family within the very first two episodes between Mando and Baby Yoda. That is family straight there. And you see family all the way through. That whole mm. theme is all the way through season one and season two. And it grows and it grows and it grows to the point in episode 16 where we see good old baby yoda grogu and you flood your tears i cry i cry <laughs> and i cry as he just gets whisked away you gotta let go you gotta let go man. exactly ah <laughs> uh, actually saying that story right it's a very underrated moment but it's a moment i will never forget after the reveal of luke is the reveal of r2d2 yep that moment gave me chills across my spine. I could feel all the hairs literally peeking up. <laughs> it was just so nice to see like the mm. united feeling of R2 with Luke again and just getting those beeps and ah oh, oh. it was it's, it's brilliant. Moment. Brilliant, brilliant. Such a um, good moment. Baby Yoda does now have a name, no? <laughs> yes, I did say Grogu, that. man. You gotta call him Grogu. You do. You man do. man like Grogu. And you know what? I'm, I was even thinking, like, you know, the 40 million pound bud uh 40 million pound puppet. Yes, yes, which it is expensive. It's it, it, it fucking expensive. It needs four people to work in, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking, how how can they make this any any better? How can they make this child any better? Mm. My god, eating eggs and eating using the force oh, to eat new biscuits. Yeah, I love wow. that. Wow. And you know what? One of my facts is that you you can um, actually eat the cookies he was eating when um, he stole them off the child. In uh, yes, I think it was like cool. chapter twelve. Uh, they're called. If, I might pa- pardon this wrong, but it's Navaru Nummies ma- macaroons. Um, they're actually they're actually on sale at Williams dash sonama.com so if you if you fancy eating a nuvaru nummies macaroon you can find it in the link below oh my uh, God, check that link i want to get some of those they look really yummy when he was eating them that's for sure <laughs> yes, they did indeed. um but i think i think they got grogu off to a tea i, I think he was oh. I, I, 
really really like powerful as such yeah. and uh, and again there, there are so many great moments and then you know i i had my doubts with this season because by episode two i was thinking hmm i'm i'm, I'm not really a big fan of the direction it feels like a little bit like you know we, we had an episode where it reminded me of uh aliens where all the eggs are like there and they're all hatching and it's this it's this it's the same as season one where like they kind of just they're they're like filler episodes i called them i was gonna say it feels like the first couple of episodes there was more so of it in season one and i get that it was just more about Mm. building building a series and i get the complete the whole understanding of that but yeah like you said the first couple of episodes it felt like mando went to a different planet he got a quest he completed the quest and he goes to a new planet episode two he gets a he gets to the planet he has a quest he does the quest he goes to a new planet and it felt very much like that in mm. about halfway through and then the seasons seem, seem to have a bit more of a bigger story like an overarching story mm. yeah I'm like okay now i'm invested because after after that ice planet it really picked up really i mean really picked up uh because then we're introduced to oh christ what's her name are you talking of a uh, good old Ahsoka Tano? Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before that, before that, before oh, that. I'll bleep it. Are you really uh, talking about... Bo Kratin. Bo Kratin, is it? Oh, Botacan. Botacan. I can't even say it. Botacan Kreese. Botacan. Botacan Kreese. The Mando... Uh, yes, the, the, the true Mandalorian of Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, then, then we lead up to... That's right. Ahsoka. Yes. Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I felt from there, like as a general whole, that that's when it really like built up. Yeah, it picked up, yeah, because you brought you. The thing is, though, that's why I I think specifically with this season, it connected so much more. Is because I'm a big I'm a big fan of Clone Wars. Don't get me wrong. I know where the flaws are in the Clone Wars, but like as a whole, the Clone Wars is such a great. It's just a great story completely mm. from start to finish you there is nothing i could feel that i could fault to it because there is such lovely storylines within it and being mm. able to bring characters from clone wars such as bokatan and such as ahsoka it's just like how you thread these stories in and be able just to like weave them just enough so that there's a there's a there's a nice little thin story mm. to without it out. without it feeling disconnect um, the new trilogy exactly. Exactly. It just feels like they they pick the right moments, the right timings, the right storylines to just weave into the Mandalorian without taking it away from the Mando. If that makes sense, like yep. it, it yep. was the Mandalorian season. It is his story, but being able to have these lovely characters in just to kind of build this like suspension of story. Mm. It's just yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Um, which nicely brings us to who was your favorite character in the whole series? And oh, no. I mean, there were so many, but I, I have to point this one out. And it, yeah. it, I think that there is no doubt this one was the most hyped for because there was a hint of it in season one, mm-hmm. a little hint and a lot of rumors. And then we saw the full thing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's got to be Bob for me, Boba Fett. Boba the, Fett. the bringing back Boba Fett was like, when when you first see him in episode one, I was just like, "Holy shit! Here we go! This this is this is it! This is it!" Like you know, 
And we mm. don't actually see him to about chapter seven or six again. Exactly. And the and... thing is, it's just... <sighs> uh, yeah, I can't explain it. There has been... I mean, it's it's very well known in the, in, in the circle for Star Wars that Boba Fett felt like he was a bit dishonoured because there was not much mm. screen time. He didn't do a lot and this, that and the other. And I feel like, I think I remember, I'm, I may be wrong about this, but I believe John Favreau said that if he was to do a Star Wars project of some sort, he would want to do something for Boba Fett to make him live up to his pure potential. And if I'm right in thinking that he did say that somewhere, he has done the best job in showing that. Like, mm. He was like, oh, I, he was amazing. Literally from the, the close combat to the... the the weaponry to the jetpack to the uh, even to the slave one seismic charge yes seismic charge i did on the cake just to <laughs> let me just put that, that sound, sound effect again. in you hear that sound effect that that's a seismic <sighs> charge and you can hear that all, all to your lovely ears like when, when i saw that archie just went bro just calm down i said it's a fucking seismic charge you don't know it's what just reliving that sound over and over <laughs> again is just amazing it's just oh, oh, oh but and, and you know what you know what the the best actually the best moment was even after all the fight scene in chapter 14 when he did put on his old armor i think straight away the episode the next episode when they get the uh prisoner from yep. the planet you yeah, see him yeah. in his new spanking new armor you're like oh my mm -hmm. god this is even better like yeah. uh and you even get a little bit of lore and everything in that as well when he talks about mm. you know his armor has this whole codex of people on it and it's got like his master and django's armor and because of that and you know them before them and stuff like that oh well icing on the cake icing yeah. on the cake they, they they couldn't have done a character any better than him I think in this in this season, and the fact that it was hinted like right at the end of mm -hmm. the book of Bo Boba Fett is yeah, it's just even yeah. like like this is what we want. This yeah. this is exactly what we want. He's getting a um, little series. It's it's just fantastic. Absolutely. Um, another favorite character, Jay. What what do you think is do, is Boba Fett your favorite? Um, I don't get me wrong. He is in my top three there. Don't get me wrong, but to see top three, there's, there's okay. three top characters from this season. We've already spoke of Luke, obviously, and his return. Boba Fett mm -hmm. is obviously one of them, but a fan favorite for mine is obviously Ahsoka Tano. Having her back in 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 some sort of capacity uh, brings a warm into my heart. I mean, I've loved her in Clone Wars. I loved her in Rebels. I loved her in the book that she's got of her own and to see her now in live action and obviously done by rosario dawson oh it's just so good to see to see the the, the combat being so true to herself that the, the character feeling so real so so it's so familiar as well and just mm. to be able to see that there's a story for her still going on in star wars is uh um, unbelievable to see the fact that even the mention of grand admiral thrawn in this is mm. just oh, knowing that she's got her star, own star wars gasm there star wars gasm there it's just, oh. <laughs> the thing is to know she's got a story still going and we we've already we already kind of knew that by the end of um, star wars rebels that she was going on a quest to obviously mm. find ezra 
and find Thrawn and to know that that's still there and they want to explore it. Oh, it's so good because now, obviously, with the release dates of the new set of, excuse me, the new set of um, Star Wars content, she has got her own series in the works. And it mm. just makes me so excited to know what is going to happen. It's, it's a lot of exciting content. I know a fun fact is that <laughs> even from the episode, it, someone she, she tweeted ages ago, mm-hmm. back in February 2017, commenting on like a piece of fan art about Dawson as Ahsoka. And you know what? That that became a reality because three and a half years later, that bit of fan art was at the end of chapter 13. And even the tweet just says, "Um, yes, please, Ahsoka lives, hashtag Ahsoka Tano, hashtag Uh Star Wars. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. And to know, because I went through, I, I even watched some of the behind the scenes of this, and to actually know that Dawson herself went through and did her research. She she literally lived and breathed through every moment and figuring out, okay, who is mm. this character? What do I need to bring to her? What is true to Ahsoka's character? And knowing that she did all that and then brought this character from animation, she's had such a story in animation, literally seven series worth, let alone Rebels on top of that as well. Get in a character who's literally had her character built from the bottom to the very top and able to see that now in live action and been done and portrayed so well. I, mm. I, I can only clap to her. It's just, oh, she's done such a good job. Such a good job. And I can't wait to see her um, with her own series. I really can't. It's it's mm. going to be something that's going to be on my calendar waiting for yeah it's it's coming out soon I, I mean there's a lot of star wars and marvel things coming out it's really exciting it's, even though i think the next one's one division coming up in terms of uh projects marvel, yeah. it's uh, um, two weeks time i believe if i'm correct i think so yeah end of january so i'll be i'll be looking out for that um easter eggs there was loads of easter eggs not just star wars related though um was there any Easter eggs that really like you were like, oh, that that's that that was a bit cheeky to throw in there? Oh, I'm having to go and run through my brain here because there's so many. I I think obviously we've already mentioned it, obviously, but the bringing of the seismic charge sound was just an, an epic moment. <laughs> Let me just throw that that sound effect in again. Oh yeah, there just, you go. Drop it. <laughs> Drop the mic, there we go. Pop it in there for me. <gasps> I mean, that was obviously one of the tops of the cake. You cannot. Mm. Uh, it is just such a it's such a unique sound and once you hear it you're like i know where that's from i know exactly (laughs) where that's from i actually have two Mm -hmm. i have two um so right chapter nine which was the beginning of the uh, season um when you have cobb vaneff's destruction the raiders um did you see anything familiar with that scene when he fires the rocket off the fire the rocket off. Let's oh, let's go. Oh. I yeah, I know. Go for it. Go for yeah, it. Go. Go for it. Let's yeah, go all the way back to 2008 when Iron Man was walking away from the tank. Yes, yes, yes. And it yes. blew up. Um, they're very, very good. Um, it was almost a scene comparison. And another one from that is that we actually got to see the crate dragon, which is what Ben Kenobi uh, did an impression of. But we only saw it as a skeleton because wherever this bigger monster was that even ate um, 
mm-hmm. a sarlacc as well, which is massive spoiler alert how Boba Fett survived because of his armor. He did indeed, yes. Um, yeah, it's I, just I, like, I do those have are another my... one. You have reminded me. I do have another one because the crate dragon is very iconic in Star Wars because it was also introduced in um, the the video game Knights of the Old Republic where you would specifically in one of the quests have to go and defeat a crate dragon to get one oh. as a a a uh, what's it called it's a pearl of some kind uh which raven and comrade team up to kill the creature to take a pearl yeah just says take one. a pearl and obviously you see that pearl in um obviously the episode because they the um tuscan raiders pick up that massive pearl at the end and show it that's exactly oh Okay, that still, still links. The theme, still sticking with the theme of the old republic. One of the starting points of the video online MMORPG, the Knights uh, of sorry, Star Wars: The Old Republic. One of the starting planets you go to is called Tython. Now, obviously, Mandalorian, after speaking with Ahsoka Tano, had to go to the planet Tython to go on to the med uh, the meditation um, site to obviously do the whole projecting to see if a Jedi would come and collect, obviously, Baby Yoda Grogu. Wow. There's a link there, <laughs> back to one of the ancient sites of where the Jedi started and originated from. This is why I brought. This is why I brought you on the show, man. You know your <laughs> shit. Like I, I know a whole generic range of films, but you know in depth and that. Yeah. It's uh, this. It's just amazing. It's it really fun. is amazing. It's it's because of my childhood. I I literally, mm. I, Star Wars was such a connecting factor for a story for me that I lived and breathed because it, there were so many elements in Star Wars that I just connected so well with. And um, yeah, no, I just I lived and breathed Star Wars as a fan. Mm. And uh, yeah, I know I know my Star Wars. I do know my Star Wars. <laughs> you know Brilliant. Um. What's it, so my final question is, um, as great as this season has been, mm-hmm. was there anything, did you feel, was there anything like missing or you wanted to see a bit more of? Um, not not in particular. If I wanted for something to happen in The Mandalorian going further forwards, I would, I would like to see a structural change to how this season fits. Just because mm-hmm. it doesn't suit my my preference, it very much feels like so far in the Mandalorian, we go from planet to planet to planet to planet to planet to planet mm-hmm. with a new quest, and it 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 feels very repetitive. It feels like that that cycle is getting a little old with me now. We've got quite a few planets now. And I mean, we go back to obviously tattooing quite a few times. And we've gone back to, oh, I can't remember the name of the planet where um, Cara Dune and what's his name is. I can't remember remember off the top of my head. Exactly. I can't remember it. But they've gone back to that planet again. It it, it feels a bit recycled at the moment because it was brought Mm -hmm. into season one. It kind of happened in season two, not as much, and it wasn't as significant, but I still kind of recognized that he was just being told, you've got to go to this planet. No, 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 you've got to go to this planet. No, 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 mm. no, you've got to go to now, you've got to go here now. Oh, you, oh, you've got to go here now. 
and I, I understand that, you know, we've got to push the story along, but I feel like I want to live and breathe in a planet for a little while before we have to push off and go somewhere else. It feels very yeah, the, jumpy. Yeah, but then again, the, the reason why it is so jumping is because it's on each episode. Exactly. But you've got to remember in, like, each Star Wars films, you at least visit, what, six or seven planets a, a film? It's, it's so, true, very much true, but I feel because it is an hour an episode, I can recognise it more, whereas obviously when you're mm -hmm. in a film, you're sitting there for two, three hours, and you're just going through the whole thing with whatever mm -hmm. you think. Because there is so many episodes, and they're each an hour long, You can, I feel like I can recognise the pattern of we're jumping to this planet, then we're jumping to this planet, or we're, we're starting this quest now, and then we're starting this quest now. Whereas if I were to watch something like, I don't know, Revenge of the Sith or Rogue One or whatever of the Star Wars films, yeah. because it's two and a half hours or three hours long and you're just sitting there watching it, I don't recognise that we're moving from planet to planet because it just happens so cinematically. Whereas because mm. maybe it is a television series and because it is one episode, one hour at a, at a planet or at a storyline, I can recognise that shifting and jumping mm. more so. But yep. that's just because maybe I'm recognizing it more so. Um, but that's just, again, like I say, it's my preference in that I can see more so that that is happening. Fair enough. That, that's, you. You're going you're gonna to hate me for this. You're going to hate me for this. I do. I have a problem with one character. Um, I think it, it's got to be Moff Gideon. Um, okay. What do you not like about Moff Gideon? So the thing is, yeah, like you at the end of season one, if you haven't listened to my podcast, I was really hyped for him, really mm -hmm. hyped for him when he, you know, he got the dark saber out and he cut through out the tie fighter. I was like, oh, shit, he is going to be the real deal in this. Mm -hmm. He is going to be a proper like nuisance in the next couple of seasons. Yeah. I get, I get that he's not the true bad guy in this, or he's not the true story arc in terms of uh, good versus evil. Because I'm, I'm sure that'll come into season three when there's a fight for the Mandalorian throne, mm -hmm. which is definitely <sighs> a, a potential going to happen. Of course That's the that is the underlying story about it. Um, I just he didn't a. <sighs> The, you wanted more from him. I wanted more. I did. I did. It was really disappointing because he was just there in the shadows. And then eventually when you do get that screen time of him, he he never really lived up to the character. I, he was never he was never to that strength. But then again, like you, you do have to say, well, the Imperials at that time were pretty weak. They were quite e easy to destroy. But even like when he was with Grogu with the training, then he's threatening um, the Mandalorian to say like, you know, the dark saber is there to be welded to those who earn it or whatever. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then he comes to that battle and it's just like, it's it, it just, um, it's, it's just saying. disappointing. It's disappointing. I, I completely understand what you say. It did feel slightly underwhelming. But like I do, and I will point back here, I feel he does have a bigger story in the next season. Uh, much like a um, there was a video that I watched which made a really good analogy. I feel like Moth Gideon is going to be the Hannibal Lecter in the next season where he is constantly the one helping you 
for his own advantage. So obviously, those of you who have watched mm. Hannibal Lecter, obviously he helps. Oh, what's her name? The detective style thingy. Can't remember her name in the in the actual film, but obviously he's behind the bars, always helping her to find obviously this um this new case. But to his own scheme, he's helping himself by helping her. I reckon mm. in season three, this storyline will be given very much the same sort of taste, where he will be consistently in every episode because obviously he is now in the custody uh, within the Mando and um, the rest of the uh, the crew. I reckon he'll be very much in every single episode, or if not in most of the episodes, feeding information, but for his own gain. To which, when mm. we do, for example, if a storyline were to come up, go to Mandalore, he will have his revenge there. Interesting. That's my, that's, that's my process. That's my. That's your theory. Process. Is that your theory? That in is terms my of... theory. I reckon he will be prominent in the next season purely on the basis that he can take over Mandalore. Interesting. Well, it, it depends. This next season, well, it's the last one, um, and it's actually not going to be released until the following year, yep, as, yep. as far as I've seen. But um, I don't know. I don't I don't know if, if we were going to see that much of him, and I don't know if his story arc would progress. Um, but the one thing I'm going to be, like, I, I think the one thing is, do you think we're going to see like any beginnings or the remnant starting of the making of the first order? I know it happens years and years in the future, I, but in terms of a basis, I don't know. I reckon if they are going to thread those strings, they will probably do it this season coming up because they've already mm-hmm. done a little bit of thrill tying some knots already in this season obviously with the uh the cloning facility obviously and we see those shadowy figures yeah well we don't know if they're snoke yet we know they're shadowy figures in back to time Mm. but those those threads are there so i reckon if they are going to obviously be finishing with season three and if we are obviously in the time frame leading up to the sequel trilogy they would thread a little bit more if they are going to move in that direction if they are moving into the direction obviously of the sequel trilogy and trying to make a few threads here and there i reckon we will probably get a few more tying of the knots to the sequel trilogy and potentially getting maybe like you say from the remnants of the empire to the first order probably happening a little bit more so Mm. That that's what I'd be really interested in. It's, it's those those beginning parts, whether we would see this in Mandalorian, or potentially not. Potentially just like the complete fall of the Empire, mm-hmm. and then like it's up to our imagination or what the comics say about how the First Order rose. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean that that's probably the only thing that really disappointed me. No. To like, and and again, the, those odd episodes especially episode two in this season where I was just like, like where was the push? But I, I see, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see the necessity in it because then we got into yeah. the, well, I feel like again, like, very much like we had in season one, season two felt like a filibuster because not season two, sorry. Episode two felt like a filibuster because it was again, the growing of the relationship between Mando and Grogu. Because it very much was like, okay, 
don't do this Grogu and then he goes and does it Grogu don't do that and again it was again very much more focused less on the story but more on the relationship between Grogu and Mando I I don't mind that I don't mind that but like yeah like maybe just like reiterating it but then again there was a reason behind the episode because obviously it's leading up to you know we we then saw the uh new republic yeah um with like trying to chase them down and they eventually did save them yeah and you know that the quest was leading up uh, eventually to um Bo-Katan, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, all these names just confuse me. It's just like oh, name fine. here, name there, name everywhere. <laughs> it's fine. It's like oh yeah, yeah, Clone Wars reference. Yeah, okay. JJ, come on, fill me in. <laughs> come on, mate. You, you should know. <laughs> um, right. So, final ratings and conclusion on this season. Oh, do um, you remember what we did for season one? I can't. I can't. I I literally can't. I tell you what. Let's pause the podcast. I'm going to listen. I am literally going on SoundCloud and I'm going to listen. I need to know what I did for season one because it's going to feel really uncomfortable if I give it wrong. Let's go all <laughs> the way back. I have a feeling Fucking I gave it a really Eight months high... ago. Eight months ago. Hang on. I, I gave it a really high rating. So we just went back and uh, <laughs> listened to our own podcast in a very confusing way. But um, I originally gave it an eight and a half for season one. Jay gave it a nine. So, w- w- what are you saying now? Are you going higher, lower? Or you stayed about the same. See, now I feel really bad because, as much as I loved season one at the time, I probably would have given it a nine out of ten. But knowing mm-hmm. season two as it is now, ah, oh, it's it, for me. I it hit all the spots for me so much more so than season one did. So I can't give it the same rating, but I also can't diminish mm. how good season one was at its time when I watched watched it. So the I only feel... way, the only way is up, mate. Exactly, <laughs> I have to give it a higher rating. It has to be higher because I loved it. I definitely would watch season two much more so than I would season one. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree because there is more. There's more juice to it. So what do I give it a half a point? Yeah, you can give it half. Well, you could do what IMDb does. So you can go 9.1, 9.2, 9.3. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so you could literally it. just go, you know what? Season two was that tad bit higher. I'm just going to give it a 9.1. What I will do, okay, I will give it a point per, 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 per point basis for each part I loved in season, um, season two. So Bo Katan, Boba Fett. Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano. I give it a four points there. So it's a 9.4 from me. Ooh. 9.4. I'll tell you what, season three, you got to top that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's going to get to Like, I love season three much more than season two. How many four points can I give it? <laughs> you, you could just give it a fucking 10 out of 10. I will. Um, I probably would. Uh, yeah. So by I, that I point. Will, yeah. I will do it by the IMDb ratings and I will give it a point per point basis for each part i like so i'll give it a 9.4 definitely wow well i gave it an eight and a half last time um see i'm de- I, it's gotta be higher it's gotta be higher um for the season alone i, I think it ticks a lot of boxes um 
whether it is like completely perfect, which no TV series is completely perfect. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. <sighs> oh, you know, I'll stick with a nine because that's going up. That that yeah. like nine nine is solid. If you know what, if if that if that odd episode was not so like, like like if episode two wasn't so disjointed or just a bit of a filler and moth gideon had a bit more purpose which i'm hoping to see in season three yeah, it would yeah. have bummed it up to gone yeah you know what this is perfect 10 out of 10 i'm walking out the door yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. um I get that completely so i i think i'm safe to say to keep it as a nine mm-hmm. um yeah. but in terms of like both seasons together and the mandalorian as a whole i mean this is i tell you what i i, I can't wait to review the whole kind oh, of yeah. series because I, I, it could be a possible ten out of ten. Like I, you think I'm like joking, nah, but even down. though it's a bit unfair because I'm a dedicated Star Wars fan, um, because oh, yeah, there may be a bit of bias. Because we love it, but I mean, mm. for, in terms of Star Wars content that we've had so far, like we can, it's just how can you not? It's such a great, mm. such great content for Star Wars at the moment in time. Like just when it feels like there's been such a divide and diversity in this it it feels such a good such a good unifying mm. bit of content to watch to bring it all the star wars fans in it's just yeah hands yeah. down Mwah. so there you go um so thank you very much for joining in jay oh no it's, thank you for having me that's uh, all right it's great debate um even though there wasn't even much of a debate <laughs> Yeah, that's true. As we've had with we the other ones. On most things here today. Exactly, exactly. Um, but if you enjoyed our content, just give us a follow on all our podcast platforms, which is SoundCloud and Spotify. And on all our social media, which is on Instagram and Facebook predominantly. Um, and that is it for today, guys. And be sure to check out for more episodes coming soon. And see you later. See ya.